Thanks for joining us for this episode. And before we get started, please take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you may listen to podcasts. If you want to learn more about any guest featured in this episode or access any content or resources discussed, be sure to check out the show notes in the episode description. We hope today's episode increases truth and inspires hope in the lives of your church, your business, your family, and beyond. Welcome to the Must Increase Podcast. Welcome to the Must Increase Podcast, and I am your host, Luke Clayton, and I'm joined by uh, our, our one of our favorites, one of my favorites, Jeremy Linentine. Jeremy, uh, good to have you back with us for this uh, this episode. Good to be back. It's been a while, and glad I'm here. Yeah, yeah, good to be here. So today, we're, we're going to kind of continue the conversation that we had in a previous uh, episode. And we, we kind of talked on a high level about uh, essentially the power of email and utilizing email marketing and things in uh, and even in the church world. Um, and so what we want to look at now, though, is something in this episode, rather, is something a little bit more maybe tactical and practical and that we are going to try and attempt to um, set up, if nothing else, uh, set up some templates for you. Maybe, uh, obviously we won't be able to do everything, but kind of get you started. Uh, and we're going to be using the platform MailChimp for that. So Jeremy, before we dive into there, um, you know, uh, kind of just give us an idea of what you're hoping to kind of accomplish, um, uh, through, you know, this, uh, through our time here on this episode and obviously in the long run as well. Yeah, I know you talked about before about uh, what MailChimp can do for um, automation of emails for, let's say, guests that come to your church or people that show interest or someone who gets saved in one of your services or gets baptized or whatever. And so kind of want to learn how to set up um, those automations so that they receive several ongoing emails on schedule, take the human mm -hmm. error out of it and, you know, connect with people better because we haven't been doing as good a job as I would like for us to do in that area. So, okay. Well, um, yeah. And I, I think this is something that all churches can benefit from because like you said, the beauty of email in particular is that it allows for a lot of automation. In fact, you could probably automate email more than you can any other marketing and communication method. I mean, there are certainly ways to automate other forms of communication, but email is the one that is, uh, the most practical, the most uh, affordable. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to look into that today. So I'm going to go ahead and I will go and say this too for all of those, our listening audience out there. This is one of those episodes where I'm going to do my best to describe what's going on, but uh, you're very likely going to get lost if you're not actually watching this one. So uh, head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash must increase. While you're there, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That always helps. Um, or you can see the link in the show notes in the description uh, so that you can actually find uh, this video version of this episode. So that being said, I'm going to share the screen here and let's get rolling. Jeremy, I just want to confirm you can see it because um, if you can yeah. see it, then that's a good indication that uh, those watching can see it. Uh, so yeah, let's um, let's get rolling here.
um, uh, with, with what we've got going on. So, um, I, um, I want to, uh, start here by just introducing MailChimp, what that is. Uh, so MailChimp, uh, started as essentially a email only campaign or, or email campaign, email marketing management software. And that's still what it does. I would say at its core over the years though, it's evolved into being, it's trying to be more of an all-in-one marketing platform. And so um, what that uh, what that looks like is they offer a little bit more now than just email. Uh, they do offer some text marketing even, and we're not necessarily going to look into that today. We might we might dabble and just just you know maybe look at it on a high level. We're not really going to get into that. Um, it also does some stuff with social media as well, which is certainly not something we're going to attempt to touch today. But uh, Mailchimp uh, is is you know your typical online you know software service that offers you some type of free trial. And then after the free trial, it's going to charge you and you're going to be charged based on the number of emails uh, that you have in your database. So um, the price is going to fluctuate based on that. So that's just kind of a little bit, if you're going to get into MailChimp, this is how it works, what you can expect. Um, There are other options out there. We're using MailChimp because it is popular. Uh, It does have a fairly simple user interface, um, but there's others. Uh, Constant Contact is a popular one. Uh, Mailer Lite is one that I've actually used for a while. Um, and there's, there's several others, but again, we're going to, we're going to look at MailChimp today because I think that's the most popular one. And it seems pretty simple and pricing wise, it's not too bad uh, in terms of cost. So yeah, let's, uh, let's get rolling here. Now, Jeremy, uh, right at the start here, before I dive into what we are going to, you know, work on specifically, um, you know, what are, what have you in your initial thoughts? I know you've not been using MailChimp long, but what are your initial thoughts about, you know, the platform and, and how it works? Um, it, it seems to be pretty uh, easy. I've taken some time to build out um, an audience on there, not with a bunch of emails, but probably like 175. So um, it, it seems pretty user friendly, but it also does seem a little bit uh, stiff on how you run campaigns and things like that. And mm-hmm. so that's why I was hoping to get to this automation point, because I think it actually is probably going to be the, the best thing about it. And also excited about some of the new features that they have in paid as well, like uh, text marketing uh, mm-hmm. and, and different things like that. We probably won't have time to get into today, but. Yeah, so that is something um, that you, it, it does need to be noted is that, you know, I, I think it's more of a general reminder is that not every, you know, software platform is going to be perfect. Uh, there's going to be things about it that, you know, like you said, might seem a little bit more um, less user-friendly, more rigid, things like that. But let's start here by just walking through what we're looking at in terms of what MailChimp offers. Um, and just as we're looking at these categories here, uh, you see on the, the sidebar, there's campaigns, automations, audience, analytics, um, and a few more items as well. Um, let's start with audience so that you know what that is. I'm not going to click on that because I don't want to reveal any of your users' email addresses, but that's actually where you're going to find the email addresses of those that you've connected with. So, um, the nice thing about the audience, uh, and, and it's, and when you, when you have a small email list of probably less than 500, a thousand, there's not a lot of value to this, but as your audience grows, and your contact list grows, you can actually start to segment it out based on certain behaviors. And these segments are dynamic. So what's nice is, for example, you can go in and say, 
uh, you know, let's create a segment of users that are opening 50% or more of the emails we're sending. So that way you get an idea of like who's actually being more engaged. And because that is the thing about uh, MailChimp or any of these softwares is uh, you are also uh, somewhat limited on how many emails you can send. That's kind of how they calculate their billing. So uh, for example, if you said, okay, instead of sending to a thousand people who are always you know, who are, who half of them don't even read it. Well, let's send to the, the 500 of those who are more likely to read it. Well, it just kind of helps you be a little bit more uh, cost effective, I guess, in how you're targeting people. And you can target them based off of different things. Like, you know, if you can gather interests and, uh, you know, different, you know, kind of behaviors and things like that. And so that's the nice thing about segmenting your your audience out there. Um, and then also you're able to, from this section, build signup forms so that people can actually opt into receiving your emails. There's also many, you know, third party, um, third party, you know, uh, form tools that would integrate with Mail Mailchimp to allow you to uh, collect email addresses. But obviously, that's going to be important if you don't have something out there, some type of online form collecting your email addresses. Uh, well, then this does you no good. So uh, they do have that built right in that ability to create a sign up form. Uh, right from this dashboard. So that's what the audience section is all about. Um, and then uh, skipping up here to, well, uh, Jeremy, before I move on from there, I want to make sure you don't have any questions about any of that. Uh, no, it, it makes a lot of sense. I want to dive into uh, the sign up. Have you ever used the sign up forms before with any churches you've worked yeah. with or your church? Yeah, I mean, I've used these before in the past. I believe we can safely click on this without it revealing it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's these different options here. You can build like a nicer looking form. I think they have some, uh, you know, just templates. Um, they have the ability to make it as an embedded form. So it's embedded right there on your website or maybe even as a pop up form. Um, and so, yeah, these tend to work pretty well from what I've noticed. Um, and they're pretty simple. I will say this when you go to build a form, um, and I've, I've made this recommendation many times, uh, you're going to be looking at asking for a name and an email. And that's all I would recommend asking for on these forms, because that is the point is to capture an email address. Now, yes, I know SMS text uh, messaging marketing has been incorporated now. So, you know, asking for a phone number at some point might not be a bad idea. But the basics is name and email don't be asking for too much information or you will get people that just opt not to fill out the form because they don't want to take the extra, you know, 30 seconds to fill in all that info. So, um, but that said, all of the, uh, from what I've, what I've seen is yes, these are very effective form builders. It's the, it's the easiest way to get an actual, you know, um, a, a form to capture that contact information. Again, there's ways to integrate third-party form builders and things like that. Uh, as far as I know, something like a Google Forms is not going to integrate with MailChimp. That may have changed, but I, I believe that's the case right now. Um, but so that's the nice thing is you can have these forms that that already, you know, automatically when someone signs up or when somebody uh, fills out this form, it automatically adds those to your contact list. Okay, cool. Thank you. So let's, let's uh, move up here to campaigns. Um, we're not going to spend too much time on campaigns today either because we're going to focus more in on automations. But campaigns is very simple because um, and, and it will be a way that you're going to find yourself using this uh, using uh, MailChimp or any type of software, uh, because what we're looking at with campaigns is the ability to send out kind of, uh, I guess, the 
the, uh, the term some might be familiar with is an email blast. So these are campaigns that are not necessarily automated. Now they can be scheduled. So you can create a campaign and you can, you know, advertise for an upcoming, you know, special Sunday or event that your church has going on. Uh, and then you can schedule it to go out. And I do like that they've got this campaigns manager feature now where you can kind of look at things on a calendar view um, and things like that. And so uh, this is a really nice uh, feature um, that they've got here along with that. And also under campaigns, you do now they again, we're not going to go into this a lot today, but they do have this uh, option to uh, do um, SMS marketing. Now they do because it's a fairly new thing. They uh, they do require you to apply for that. Um, so I'm not sure what their terms are on being accepted, but uh, before you could actually utilize it, you've got to apply for it. Uh, because the thing to understand about SMS marketing, uh, email marketing is pretty straightforward um, in that uh, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of hands in the pot, uh, if you will, as far as those trying to take a share of the revenue. Uh, but when it comes to SMS, you're, you're, that gets really, uh, really sticky because now you're dealing with cell phone carriers and I mean, cell phone carriers are making money per text. Uh, and so um, it gets very expensive. Uh, it can get expensive. And so all that to say, that's that's why they've got it kind of uh, on this application basis. Uh, and I'm not really sure what the limitations are on text, but I do know that it's going to be much less than the number of emails you can send. But that's OK. You don't need to be just a sidebar. And I think we've discussed this. Uh, I don't remember if it was an episode you and I did together, uh, together Jeremy, or another one. But uh, it's been discussed here on the podcast before. You don't, if you're going to use SMS marketing, you don't need to do a lot of it. You need to keep it very uh, infrequent. I would say one, once or twice a month, honestly, because sending a text is 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 much more intrusive than sending an email. It feels a lot more personal, which can be a valuable thing. But if you overuse that, then people are going to um, very likely opt out of your text messages or, or worse, block your number or something like that. All that to say uh, that's uh, that they've got this offered as a service, but you do have to apply for it and use it very cautiously. So that's the campaigns. Any, any questions about the campaign section before we kind of move Jeremy into the main meat of what we're going to be talking about today? Uh, no, that makes sense. And, and the uh, campaign manager that will show you, it's essentially like scheduling stuff on like uh, Facebook or whatever, right? It would just show you this is going to go out on this day and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and also with the campaigns too, I will mention um, again, uh, MailChimp has kind of changed the way that this, uh, this works and looks over the years, but this is actually where you can do stuff with again, SMS, but also with um, even even some social meet, social posts and ads and things like that. I haven't done a lot with that. Um, they even got this feature now where you can like actually schedule a physical postcard to go out. Um, again, I've not done much with it. I think it's very interesting and intriguing and something honestly I'd love to explore and learn more about um, because these are these are these are fairly new features compared to the last time I really uh, was using Mailchimp. But so there are some interesting things that that campaign manager kind of gives you a master view of, OK, here's when all this stuff is scheduled to go out. Um, so, yeah, that's campaigns. All right. Let's let's jump into automations, because that is going to be where we are spending most of our time today. And um, Mailchimp now calls these uh, journeys. Um, kind of customer journeys. And, you know, they, they've formerly been called maybe email funnels, and that's going to be the, the more business term. But uh, I think they're, you know, they kind of call it a journey because they're looking to um, kind of create, uh, it, it is, it could potentially involve more than just email. 
Uh, like I said, you could use the, utilize these journeys to send, send text messages, again, appropriately, not too frequently, to maybe send some type of postcard or something of that nature. Um, but primarily, it's going to be email. And so let, that's what we're going to do is we are going to uh, just kind of start building uh, one of these uh, journeys, as they call them. Again, you can call it a funnel, you can call it a sequence, whatever, whatever. Uh, it's essentially what it is, is it is a setting up one time kind of a format or a template that everybody who connects with you, uh, gives you their email address, it's going to automatically send them emails over the course of the next few weeks or months. Um, and again, potentially more than emails, maybe text and stuff as well, but the core of it's going to be emails that are going to automatically send uh, this, the same emails to the same uh, people just uh, on a schedule uh, and you set it once and you forget it. Um, and it's a, it's a very powerful feature. So let's, let's start by actually going to what they call their pre-built journeys. These are more or less templates. Um, now we could dive into what every single one of these is, but I'm just more doing this because it helps us get things up and going quickly. I'm just going to use the welcome new contacts uh, journey. Kind of shows us a preview for it and I'm going to click use. Okay. So, so right now it says, Hey, you got to pick an audience. Now, right now, Jeremy, you're, you know, you're, you're just starting to build your email list. So it's not particularly massive. So for this particular journey, we're just going to say, Hey, everybody on this list, uh, in your gospel light Baptist church email list is going to receive, uh, these emails. But, uh, again, there may come a point where you want to create different audiences for different purposes and things like that. Uh, and you set up different journeys for those different audiences, but for sake of, just getting started, we're going to do uh, this. The, obviously, everybody who comes onto your email list is going to get put into this journey. So let's click continue. And it is loading. And here we go. So here is the start point. Uh, and that is when someone uh, signs up for your email list. And again, we can go into uh, how you know you would set up a sign up form and things like that specifically, maybe some other time. But that uh, that is basically the signing point is, hey, someone signs up and they get added to the Gospel Light Baptist Church audience. OK, which, again, is going to be pretty much anybody right now who connects with you uh, by and shares their email in this way. You can add alternate starting points. Um, some of those uh, might look like, um, you know, whenever there's, for example, I, and this is kind of cool. You can set up like a birthday thing. Like if they give you if, if they do share their birthday at some point, you can set up things to. Okay, hey, whenever their birthday, it's going to trigger a different, um, a trigger a different journey and send them, you know, just hey, hey, here's a little email, happy birthday, you know, obviously in the business world, send them a discount or something like that. Um, and so there's all these different ways. I'm not going to go into all that where they can have these starting points. You can also filter out, you know, who's going to be here based on you know those segments we were talking about. If once you got to the point where you're segmenting things out. Um, and, but obviously that doesn't apply at this time. Um, there's also this option here to say the, to allow the contact to repeat the journey. So that means if for some reason they ever got off your email list and came back on it, they would repeat and flow through the same sequence. You can have the option to toggle that on and toggle that off. So now let's say somebody signs up. Well, obviously the first default thing is going to be, let's send them a, a welcome email. Now we're not going to go through writing the email and exactly how to do that. Really, we're going to stay for the most part, uh, in this um, in this just general kind of wireframe layout that they have. But once you were to go in here, you can go in and, you know, you can do, you can edit, 
you know, who, who it's coming from. So by default, Jeremy, your name's filled in, but you could put it like your, your, your lead pastor's name, or you could just make it more gen- I do. We do always recommend using an actual name rather than the, the organization or church name, uh, subject, um, you know, and then, uh, the schedule, uh, you would schedule um, when it goes out. In this case, uh, you can pick what days this would send. So maybe you don't want to bother people on the weekend for whatever reason. So you can uncheck Saturday and Sunday. So that means that this email is still going to send to this person, but it's going to wait until it's you know a weekday in, in theory. And then what time of day? You can do the same thing. You can say, well, you know what? I don't want to bother people you know, at four in the morning or whatever. So you can set up these parameters to say, hey, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., for example. Uh, um, and then once you do that, then you can select their builder down here so you can design the actual email and add the content to it. Again, we're not going to go into all of that right now. Um, but that uh, that is basically the setup process. I'm going to pause here, Jeremy, because it looks like you got a question. Yeah. Okay. So maybe this is a really dumb question, but let me try to figure out how to word this. Okay. So you set this up and it can go out whenever. So, but the audience is set for everyone. So moving forward, does it know to only send it when you add a new person into the audience? Is that what's happening here? Yes. So there's a setting here. When I go up here to the sign up area, I believe that's where I saw it. You can include these imported contacts if you want. So that means if you were to check this and actually turn on the automation, that means everybody already in your list is going to go ahead and get sent through this, this email journey. Okay. But otherwise, okay. it's only going to do this to new emails that get added. So you have the option of, which I don't know what's going to be best for you. You might want to send everybody through it. Um, but I would imagine maybe not because you're probably looking for people because you're saying, hey, thanks for joining us for church or whatever this first email is going to say. Well, okay, yeah, I've been coming for right. a few weeks or a few months or a few years now. So, um, yeah, does that does that answer your question? It, it does. Yeah. So what was always throwing me off about MailChimp was... If you set up, um, you set up all this automation, but then in your audience, okay. So, so let's say that you set up one for um, salvations, people that got saved at your church, right? Mm-hmm. So you set up a a journey um, campaign or whatever for people for salvations. Obviously, they would they would go through that one time. So when you add them into when they when they add when you add their email into that salvation audience, right? Mm-hmm. Then, then that would kick them into this stream here that they would go through. Is that how it works? And then you need to go back in and take them back out of the audience later or? Well, well no. Sense? So once you have, yeah, once you have different audiences, by the time you reach the end of the journey, uh, one of the journey points here, let me see if is to, um, let me see where it's at, uh, is to, I believe you can now, right now you don't have more than one audience, but you can, uh, you can do things like update the contact, which is going to allow you, uh, to, um, update audience field, you know, you can change it. Well, that, oh, in that case, you're actually changing their, their name information. But and I believe it's just because you only have the one audience right now. Um, but you can go in and you can change. Um, oh, and that's another thing is you can create groups. So that actually might be what you're looking to do. That's another thing we didn't cover when we were looking at the audience section is there segments and groups. 
So what you probably are talking about doing is creating an actual group for that's all it's these different layers. There's audiences and audience can be separated into groups. So you're probably not going to create more than one audience. You would actually create more than one group. So it's a little bit of a correction to what I was talking about earlier. I wasn't thinking about all the different layers. So you'd probably create a group that was called like salvations uh, or, or new converts or whatever. Um, and then once they, uh, once they completed the journey, well, then you could go to and, and down to this group option and you would change them from the one group and move them, add or remove them uh, add them to another group, remove them from that group, whatever you want to do. You can do both. You can, you can have them because people can exist in multiple groups if you want them to. So that would be kind of a, towards the end of this particular journey funnel is you'd get to the end and then you'd say, okay, let's, let's take them and remove them from this, you know, new convert group and add them to, you know, whatever the next, you know, kind of uh, uh, group level that would be. Or like I said, they can exist in both. It's up to you. Um, okay. So yeah, it gets very, it's very, it is something, you know, we're giving this high level overview. It is something that you, you kind of have to map out and figure out what you want to do. And then you go in and implement it on the back end. Um, you know, once you kind of have that figured out. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. So the one audience is just, is every email I can get inside the church and then different yeah. groups would apply to different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That uh, makes yeah, a lot uh, more sense. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, that's, that's essentially what we're looking at in terms of now, another nice thing is there's rules. So uh, you can say if something happens, uh, like for example, uh, let's, let's see regular. Oh, well, yeah. And these rules are based off of segments. And again, we don't have segments, but you can say, Hey, if there's a certain, you know, segment that this person is, is a part of, uh, or a certain behavior that they do. Like, for example, if they open the email would be an example. If they open the email, um, well, we're going to send them down one path where maybe we send them the next email. If they don't open the email, well, we're going to send them maybe not the exact same email, but we're going to send another version of it again, you know, mm, okay. um, to get if them to take that, that action. Yes. Yeah, so okay. it's, a, it's a, and again, a lot of, uh, I highly recommend like, getting a whiteboard or a piece of paper and mapping out what you want to happen and then going in and kind of building it here. So there's those That's options. Uh, yeah. So there's, there's that, uh, wait a minute, where are we going here? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, then there's a, there's a delay option. So you can do a, a time delay. You can say, Hey, wait a few days until you move to the next step or, or wait, uh, wait for them to actually open the email, wait for them to click on that, e uh, on the link in that email before you do something next. Um, obviously, again, they've got things in here about sending where you can set them up once you, if you were to apply and get approved and want to look into the SMS, you could actually, if you have their phone number, you can send an SMS. By the way, I'm going to throw this out there. Um, a lot of people ask, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a step back here, but I, I want to, it's just a concept that's good for folks to wrap their mind around. We say, well, how are we going to send them text if we only ask them for name and email? Fair question. So here's where in your customer, in, in this journey that you're building, this, this funnel, consider the stair-stepper approach to continuing to get little bits of more information in each email. So for example, you could say something in maybe not your first email, but maybe your second or third email that says something to the effect of, hey, uh, we'd love to text you a special um, and a lot of times it's a good way to like incentivize like a special gift or a special message from our pastor or something, share your number. Well, once they do that, okay, so now you've got a phone number too. 
uh, something, Jeremy, I remember us talking about on a previous episode is, hey, we want to uh, we want to give your family. We want to send you guys a, a pizza uh, for a, a family, you know, just a family fun night. We want to send you a pizza. Um, you know, give us your address so we can we can, you know, send that to your house. OK, cool. Now, uh, now you have a reason to ask them for their address instead of asking for it all at once. When you ask for it all at once, you feel like you're filling out a doctor's form. You know, why am I giving you all this information when you stair step it right. out and give them a practical reason of why you should be giving it? Well, now you can collect more information, more contact information, which is valuable. Um, but in a, in a, like I said, that stair stepped approach and each time you're giving them a reason. So, um, Jeremy, I'm going to, I'm going to let you, uh, give any thoughts or, or questions here. Um, before we kind of move into what might be next. Okay, so um, if you can back up to on, on the ad starting point two, um, is this just a something that happens if, like the birthday is a perfect example. As they're going through the stream, if it hits their birthday and it knows it's their birthday, it'll send it to them, or does them hitting a birthday suck them into this stream? Yeah. So birthday, I, I would, I would recommend if you're going to set up a birthday one, for example, that you set this up as a separate journey because it's only going to happen right. when somebody actually has a birthday. Um, right. I think a There's practical, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't think that that would be a good second starting point. I think, uh, uh the only other example that might make a good sta uh, starting point is if you uh, do a, a added tag here, that's another option that's available in audience. You've got groups, you got segments, and then you also have tags. So you can tag somebody manually as, hey, yeah, this person, maybe they've been coming for a while, but they just, you know, they just got saved and they're interested in taking that journey now. So boom, tag them as salvation. And now they're going to get sent through this funnel, uh, through this journey. So that would be another practical way of saying, okay, I'm going to add a tag. You know, what what tag is it going to be? I'll just, I'll just create it as salvation. Um and then we'll save that as a starting point and boom. So now that can be another, uh, another way for them to begin this, uh, this journey funnel. Okay. Is there a way for you to see, um, uh, like when you look at this later on, when this is all set up, um, is there a way for you to see how many people are in this, uh, in this journey and where they're at and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, There's a place 10, in the 10 people on step number three, three and then, you know, six people at the beginning and that kind of thing. Yes. And, and obviously like, it's hard to see that when, uh, before it's turned on, but there is a place with your sure. analytics where, yeah, you can see where they're at every step of the way there. Um, and Great. so, yeah, that, that's kind of an introduction here to the journeys um, uh, or to the, to MailChimp and the journeys feature. Um, and there's definitely more we can dive into. So here's what we're going to do, Jeremy. We're going to kind of, uh, call that a good ending spot for this particular episode. But in the next one, we're going to kind of pick up where we left off and maybe talk through a few more of the specifics. So um, it's good to have you with us as always uh, here with us on the podcast and um, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the next one. We are so glad you joined us for this episode and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Apple podcast Spotify, and wherever you may listen to podcasts. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. You can connect with us online at mustincrease.com. And if you'd like a topic or question to be featured on a future episode, send us a text to 615-900-4461.
Thanks again for joining us for this episode, and we look forward to seeing you next time as we continue to increase truth and inspire hope in the lives of others right here on the Must Increase podcast. Thank you.